What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Trust the Bank podcast. And it's here. The best, maybe the second best, okay? I mean, maybe the third best. The pre-Super Bowl show is probably the best. We haven't done one yet, but that's probably the best. Maybe the post-Super Bowl show is the best. Um, draft day is great, but the preseason show is always a ton of fun. Um, we are here. The yeah. NFL season starts in two days, starts on Thursday. Chiefs, Lions. I'm sorry to anybody that has Travis Kelsey in fantasy. Just hyperextended his knee. I feel sorry for you guys. I yeah, think I'm playing yeah, yeah. against him, so I'm okay <laughs> with that. Um, but, you know, going to be a ton of fun in this season. You know, guys, we always love having fun in these uh, pregame streams, postgame streams, and obviously the videos throughout the week. Uh, but in today's, you know, kind of pre preseason show, um, we will be going over the offensive X factor, the defensive X factor, and whether or not players will be able to win certain awards. We'll be talking about offensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, MVP. Can the Ravens have any of those? We'll talk about all that um, and more. And also, if you guys have topics that maybe we don't discuss in this episode, come to the pregame show on Sunday. We'll answer all those questions there. We'll be going live. Um, Ravens play at 1 o'clock. We'll be going live at noon Eastern time getting ready for football um but joshua i don't know how many people know this i bring it up every time we do this segment but mm-hmm. this is the first segment we ever did offensive x factor for the baltimore ravens and i want to say our answers back then was devin duvernay and uh <laughs> greg roman might have been our two answers which is pretty rough it shows how far we've come yeah, yeah. um but when you're looking at this season, the Ravens' yeah. new offense, who's your X factor for this offense? Man, I'm gonna stay on. The, I'm gonna have to stay on the wide receiver group. Um, it's gonna be the guy he has not got the most chemistry with, Rashad Bateman. Um, I know everybody loving the move of uh, Zay. You know, being that shifty guy, possibly the Chris Godwin of our new. Um, new offensive scheme. Um, I know everybody loves, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, hitting his Baltimore strut and, you know, getting to it, you know, with his Baltimore, with the Baltimore dances, man, and dying his hair purple. I love it. I love it. Even when he's out there catching the ball and he's still able to get up with no injury, we love it. But, y'all, we got to think about the guy that we drafted in the first round out of University of Minnesota, Mr. Rashad Bateman. We done seen the flashes from him. We just need a whole complete season out of that. And I feel like, you know, he's going to open a lot. He's going to open up a lot of doors for the rest of the, for the, rest of the guys to eat. Um, he can take he can take you over top. He can hit you with a slant. He, he see his route runner is crisp, and he has good hands. And he, and he can make things happen after the catch. We saw what happened um, in that Miami game. I believe he went for 70. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, so we've seen the flashes. We need a whole complete season out of Mr. Rashad Bateman. I know everybody's trying to say, oh, his numbers are going to be limited because, you know, he's just coming back from injury or oh, him and Lamar don't have the chemistry. I promise you, when it comes Sunday and every other Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whenever it's time for the Ravens to play, he's going to be – tied up with Mark Andrews as his number one target because he is going to be that wide receiver number one. That's going to open up things for, you know, a Zay, Odell Beckham, because if you're expecting Odell Beckham to get as many targets as Mark Andrews, I say you're wrong. 
I feel like you know Odell Beckham is going to be in a scheme. It's going to be used like Anquan Bolden with Joe Flacco. Yes, that is going to be a safety net, a reliability, uh, reliable net. But remember, he had Torrey Smith and company over top with uh, the speedster. You know, granted, Torrey Smith didn't have the best hands when he was with us. But if you throw it up there, you know, he'll nine times out of ten, maybe 50-50, he'll come down with it. And we got – and Rashad Bateman got better – he has better hands than Torrey Smith. And he has good speed, but not that – I wouldn't – he doesn't have the top speed that Torrey Smith got, but he has the way to break away from those corners. I like the Rashad Bateman pick. I think, you know, when you're looking at this Ravens offense and you're looking at the wide receiver room especially – they're, they're all kind of question marks, but Rashad Bateman's been here. Mm-hmm. And Rashad Bateman's always looked really good when he's on the field. Rashad Bateman is not a first round. He's not a <laughs> Rashad Bateman, um, where you draft him in the first round and you're like, dude, I've never seen this guy play. <laughs> it's like yeah. he gets one yeah. target in the game and you're like, oh, he's playing? Yeah. Like Rashad Bateman's out there and he's getting targeted. He's making receptions. Remember his rookie year. I mean, his first like nine or 10 receptions all went for first downs. They're all in big situations. It's like, okay, this guy is a chain mover. And he's somebody that yeah. you can rely on to move the chains and, and get that first down. And now in a Todd Munkin-led offense, you're going to be able to say, okay, we actually can design a route scheme because we've talked about it. Greg Roman, Greg Roman had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> That's Not the best way I can phrase it. Like, remember we compared him to Keenan Allen coming out of the draft? And that wasn't like some wild comparison. That was, that is what he looked like. He's a technical route runner that is, you know, deadly from intermediate range, right? Not the crazy speed, not crazy big, not crazy strong, but a really good route runner. He can find separation and catch the football. And Greg Roman came out here and was like, did we get ourselves prime Randy Moss? Because he's only our deep threat. And like it was like, oh, he's here for a deep post and screens. And it was like, what the heck? He's not Hollywood. Like he yeah. just tried to throw him in as Hollywood Brown. And he honestly looked a lot better than I would have expected him to. Um, when, yeah. if we're being honest, for you know, as a deep threat. But Tom Munkin's gonna be able to look at him and say, Okay, who were the la- who was the last wide receiver duo I had in the NFL? Be like, oh, it was Odell and Jarvis. And Jarvis was a chain mover, and Bateman's yeah. a lot more athletic than Jarvis Landry is. Jarvis Landry, I don't know if you guys know this, Jarvis Landry is the least athletic player to ever play in the NFL. That guy, he runs like a 4-9-40. He's slow. He can't jump, but he can run some routes. He's got good hands. Hold on now. Watch out. Hold on now. You got Bobo now. We got Bobo. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Four. That's another 4-9 now. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But I am now going to go with my player. Talk to another wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. Now I think you could go with. I think it's any of the three wide receivers at the X Factor. Uh, if anybody in the comment section is spamming like Zay Flowers is the X Factor, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> really, yeah. it's all three. We need one of them to step up. But I think Odell Beckham Jr. And how he looks coming off of the injury. Me saying he's the X Factor isn't saying he's got to put up prime Odell numbers. But if he is able to stay healthy and be the, I think what he is, is he's a red zone threat. He's a touchdown score. Joshua, I like how you brought up the Anquan Bolden, you know, for, for Odell Beckham Jr. Because that's what Anquan Bolden was. You know, oh, what did we do in the red zone? Find Anquan, find Pitta. That's mm-hmm. what we did. Mm-hmm. And I think Odell Beckham Jr., that, that goal line fade 
it, that back shoulder fade is going to be key for the Ravens this year. And Odell Beckham Jr. is the guy that throughout his career, the one thing you could ever depend on was his hands. When the ball is in the air, maybe nobody in the history of the NFL has better hands than Odell Beckham Jr. when he's trying to catch the football. Not saying Odell's the GOAT, just saying he's got great hands. All right? He has the you greatest catch Brandon, of all time. You're going to get Brandon Marshall to watch to watch this. He's going to argue with you. <laughs> well, you know what, Brandon Marshall? Meet me outside the bank. All right? That's all I got to say. <laughs> what do you think about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. as the X Factor, Joshua? I mean, honestly, man, you said it. You said it best. You know, all three of these uh, wide receivers are going to be an offensive X Factor for sure. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. Mm, Odell, Beck- Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. He's going to bring. He's going to bring that fire. And honestly, every player that we end up bringing in the facility that may have had a down year in their career or may you know are trying to rejuvenate themselves has came back stronger than ever. And we've seen those guys. We've seen Justin Houston. We now see John Simpson. We've seen Marcus Peters. Now it's Odell Beckham's time to come out and shine for Baltimore. I don't know what it is. I know we talked about the organization of how they handle things, but it, it, one thing we can all agree on, I believe we can agree on this uh, TTV family, is that once these guys get into the facility, you don't hear nothing but good things. I know that maybe some uh, some animosity here and there, but when it comes to some of these guys that's rejuvenating their careers or getting a second or third chance, you get the best out of them. And I feel like this is going to be the year where we get the best out of Odell Beckham. And hopefully, you know, if he feels strong enough that he wants to continue, you know, finish out his, his career here in Baltimore, I think that would be great for him. Um, but, no, nah, man, I love that. And I think we may have to do one more offensive X Factor. I think we – and I don't think we talk about this all the time. I think it's going to have to be this O-line. It's going to have to be this okay. O-line. I mean, we got to, you know – that right side is more of the savvy veterans in Kevin Zeitler, Morgan Moses. Um, we have seen times, uh, not a continuous thing, but we have seen times where there has been pressure on that right side um, and the pressure has got to our QB. And we also mm-hmm. seen, you know, Morgan, uh, I'm about to say Ronnie, Ronnie Stanley. Um, he's been down and we've seen how that left side has not, held up, and now we have an answer at left guard with John Simpson. Like, the only person that I feel confident about right now is Tyler Linderbaum. And he, you know, seeing how we made the trade, trade how we traded away Marquise and got him, is now paying off. Hollywood, I still love you as a, uh, as, a as, as a player and everything like that. I still hope things work out for you um, in this NFL, but um, – Seeing our seeing seeing that uh, that pick of Tyler Linderbaum uh, pay out, it, it yeah. really puts my heart at ease. So I definitely would say that offensive line, um, it's going to be the bread and butter of keeping you know Lamar clean, um, keeping Lamar healthy as well, and keeping him safe and protected, and opening up those gaps for J.K. and Gus, um, and even Justice Hill, um, Keaton Mitchell, and company. So um, yeah, I definitely will say. You know, we can't forget those big, the, the big guys, you know, being being the X factor as well, because they can make and break us. Because uh, think about it, week one, the Texans, they're missing three of their, three of their starters are, are, are on the IR. 
It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long Sunday for uh, CJ. So um, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I think when you're looking at this team, offensive line, especially with Todd Munkin, new offense, Lamar Jackson, he's been injured before. Yeah, you want you want the offensive line to play well because it has struggled in in recent years, and I think it's gotten better. Ronnie's now a year removed from missing, you know, multiple seasons. Yeah. Tyler Linderbaum, year two. John Simpson, how does he play at left guard? That's a question mark. Kevin Zeitler and Morgan Moses, yes, they've been here for a year, but now it's a new scheme. How do they play in that? So, you know, very excited to see how this offensive line plays. You know, let us know in the comment section down below your guys' X factors. But moving on to the defense, who's your defensive X factor for this season, Joshua? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck between my front seven and my secondary. It's a, it's a it's a young gun. Um, I gotta go with the man that's been working out with Aaron Donald. I gotta go with Justin Metapique. You know, Ooh, um, okay. We lost we lost Justin Houston. We lost Calais. And honestly, right now, I don't really trust Michael Pierce. I'm I'm trusting Justin Metapique to be that um, disruptor, that 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 leader among among that 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 leader amongst the men. On that in, in the trenches, I'm I'm expecting to be that dog in the trenches because we're gonna need that going forward. Because like I said, we don't have Calais Campbell no more. We don't have Justice Houston. Um, this the the uh, QB getting the getting the pass rush on the QB is questionable right now with David Ojabo and the Dafio way. Um, like I said, Michael Michael Pierce, he hasn't played, and he, I honestly I feel like he's gonna be in the same type of role that Brandon Williams was was in. Um, with us when this year, when he started declining in his career, you know, sometimes here in the run game. So I need, I need to see Justin Matabike. I need to see him causing double and triple teams, honestly, you know, just, to, just so, just so the other guys can eat because I mean, it, it starts with the trench work. It starts with the trench work. So if he can cause enough chaos, cause enough disruption, be that guy that, that could be that distraction that eats up those blockers for our linebackers to fly around. By all means, I feel like, you know, we can uh, make some things, we can make some things shake. Yeah. I think we lost Calais Campbell. He was probably one of the three most important players on the Ravens defense. The last two, three seasons, who's going to step up into that role. And I think you're right. I think Justin Matabika is exactly that guy. He He's going to be taking on that role as, Hey, he's our primary interior pass rusher. And he is going to have to draw blocks to help out our young edge rushers and help out this Ravens defense. So that's definitely a good pick for me. I'm also going defensive line. I'm going to go with David Ojabo. I think mm. I think we need that pass rusher. And as I thought about saying Jadavian Clowney, but I was like, I think we know what Jadavian Clowney is, and that's just a, a run-stuffing outside linebacker that can rush the passer a little bit. Yeah. You know, he might be good for five to seven sacks. But I think that's a guarantee. Whereas David Ojabo could come out and he could put up 12 sacks or he could put up three sacks. Yeah. And the Ravens defense would be incredible if he puts up 10 sacks. And it would be really, really bad if he only puts up three because the Ravens need a pass rush. They need a pass rush. It's, it's just too many years of the Ravens not having a pass rush, and Mike McDonald is no is no longer Wink Martindale. He's not blitzing right. guys for sacks. He, right. You are going to have to win your one-on-one reps to get sacks, and we're going to need David Ojabo to do that. 
Um, I just don't see anybody else on this defensive line or pass rush group that's going to be able to break out and be a, a double-digit sack guy potentially. I'm not saying he has to be a double-digit sack guy, but just be a guy where, hey, he can get some sacks. Sometimes you have to double-team him. That's what we need for him at, a, at the end of the year. If he can do that, the Ravens are going to be in a really good spot come January. And, I mean, honestly, we've been talking about this in previous episodes. And also, if you have not checked out the previous episodes, go back, check them out, like, share, subscribe, and comment on them. We've talked about, you know, how the secondary without Marlon Humphrey is going to be. That's a lot of pressure to put on Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton to try to, you know, be over top and guard everything. No. You got a healthy front seven. And the last time we seen uh, Super Bowl winning defenses uh, come alive, it's usually that front seven leading the helm. When we won that Super Bowl in 2000, in 2000 it was Tony Saragusa, and Sam Adams, uh, Mike McCray, and Peter Bowler, and everybody else in company. In 2012, some guy named Ray Lewis was pretty good too. Thank. You. <laughs> Can't forget Ray. Can't forget Ray. You know, in 2012. I believe Haloti Nada T Sizzle was Doom available with us that year too. I don't think I think Doom was there the next year. I think okay. it was Pernell McPhee. Okay, and we had Ray Lewis. Yep. Uh, I want to. I want to throw Jerry Johnson or Paul Kruger, one of those two guys. One of them, I, you know, TTB family. Correct me if I'm wrong, but either way, you had a strong. Uh, front in that front seven, and that's what helped you know bring home that championship. Even you know these previous Super Bowls, you know you had the Chris Joneses, the Sam, uh, Aaron Donald. Look what the hell Aaron Donald did <laughs> against the Bengals in uh the Super Bowl before that. Um, he he finally woke up and came alive, and what he started doing, dominating, giving Joe Barrow hell. So clearly, it is one is. It, it, the championships are won in the trenches. Yes, we love to see the interceptions and things of that nature from our secondary, uh, locking up wide receivers. But right now, with our secondary being a little bit on the, um, how can I say, on the ailing side, we're going to need these guys to step up um, and get real physical, get real physical and, and show that dog in them for sure. Yeah. And Joshua, you were right. Paul Kruger was on the Super Bowl team, led the team in sacks that year. Haloti Nada and Darnell Ellerby were the and Ooh. Arthur Jones were the top four sack guys. Okay. All right. And awesome. and uh, Paul Kruger only had nine sacks, but it was still a dominant defensive front. Like, even though it wasn't a, you know, we didn't have TJ Watt getting 20 sacks. Instead, it was just, yeah. hey, Ravens are not our Ben don't break and they get turnovers when they need it. That's exactly what they were, and that's okay. Um you know, I thought about saying Kyle Hamilton. I thought about, you know, maybe Rocky Asin. I thought about, you know, Marcus Williams, Roquan, Patrick Queen. But I really think it's this defensive line, this pass yeah. rush, that is the biggest thing that we need to focus on. And, and maybe your maybe your X Factor's Adafe. Maybe it's Jadavian Clowney. Maybe it's Travis Jones in year two taking the step up. I think it's got to be on the defensive line, though, in my opinion. I just think that that's the biggest question mark we have. Yeah. Moving on, getting into one of the more fun segments we, that we get to talk about every year, especially mm-hmm. with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, the most valuable player award. Because 
Lamar's already won one, but he wants to win another. And Ravens yeah. fans want to see him win another. So, Joshua, let's start off this. The next three segments are all going to be very similar. Right. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson, his chances at MVP. What do you think he has to do? Can he win it? And if not, who do you think's winning MVP in this season if, if it's not Lamar, if it's not a Raven? Well, I think the first time we ever recorded an episode, we talked about Lamar being MVP. You're the one that brought it up the best. It's all about the narrative and the storyline. So do this narrative of he's been here, Lamar Jackson been here for five years. He damn near almost left. He almost left out of Baltimore. They, uh, because of his contract, contract not getting done and because the incompetence of them having an office of a coordinator in Greg Roman, who really is a run guru and not uh, truly using his young man's skills to the best of his ability. Now we signed him another five years. We got him a new OC. Now we got him more weapons. I think the narrative is sounding pretty good right now. Yeah. Um, I believe if he gets over 450 or 460 yards, he will, excuse me, 460 rushing yards total, he will pass Randall Cunningham in uh, rushing for QB. So I think Randall, Cumming- Randall Cunningham is like in the fourth place, um, TTB family. Sometimes my numbers can be off, and correct me if I'm wrong. I always say that. Y'all know that. Um, <laughs> I know uh, – I know he said. I know what he said. I know. I know he said uh, about going for six thousand yards or five thousand. That big number. That's ridiculous. We we know Lamar is talking, but I do feel like you know, um, if this is if this is going to be a pass heavy offense, I can see a possible four thousand. Uh, I can see a four thousand passing season with. Um, I'm gonna say forty between 30, 30 between forty five touchdowns. This ball is going to get moved around a lot. And I feel like we possibly can have two, between two to 3,000 yard receivers. And I got Mark Andrews being one of them and Zay being another. That third guy, it could be any one of, it could be any one of our uh, receivers. So um, the narrative is already, the narrative is already set. But another thing is he has to stay healthy through the playoffs. Stay healthy through the playoffs and win out. If he wins out and puts up the numbers, I think that could happen. Yeah. And, I mean, you talk about narrative. Lamar Jackson and, you know, him getting back at the NFL, right? And he's been stuck with Greg Roman, and he's all of a sudden the Ravens have been shoved down in the spiral and everyone's betting against them. Everyone's picking the Steelers to make the playoffs. It's like, whoa, 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 pump your brakes. The Ravens with Lamar Jackson have always been, always, this isn't the last two years, last one year. No, no, no. Have always been a top five team in the NFL when Lamar Jackson is starting. From his rookie year, right when he took over, Ravens went, what, seven and one to make the playoffs? And you're like, oh, wait. This team's really good. It's <laughs> always been great with Lamar. And a lot of people may be saying, yeah, but Lamar Jackson got a lot of help. That's going to hurt his MVP case. And then I'll say to you, okay, who did people want to win MVP two years ago? Oh, wait, Josh Allen? Ooh. Didn't he just get Stephon Diggs? Who almost won it last year? Oh, Jalen Hurts? Didn't he just get A.J. Brown? Yeah. Lamar Jackson got Odell, who... 
as much as I love Odell, he's not prime Stephon Diggs or AJ Brown. And they drafted a first round rookie wide receiver. Like it's not like yeah. he got prime Randy Moss or something like that. No, like he got much better weapons, but it's not like he was, you know, Oh wow. Look at that. He's got, you know, Deandre Hopkins signed and the Ravens traded for Cooper cup. It's like, no, that's not what happened. The Ravens <laughs> upgraded a lot. They changed their passing scheme. And I think what he is going to do is going to surprise people. And when you surprise people that helps you win the MVP, right? Because a lot of people still believe as wrong as they are, they still believe Lamar Jackson hasn't proven himself as a passer. Well, now we have the offensive coordinator that is going to show whether or not he has. Now, I think all Ravens fans would say he has. I would agree with that statement. <laughs> but he's going to surprise a lot of people passing the football this year. And a lot of people are going to realize Rashad Bateman's not a joke. They're going to realize J.K. Dobbins isn't a joke. And Lamar Jackson's arm isn't a joke. Instead, it's a weapon. And it has been a weapon. The last three seasons, he throwing the football has won them games. And so, you know, whether or not I don't I don't think he'll win just because I honestly think the media doesn't like him. <laughs> Which you kind of have to have the media like you. Like I think it was one of those things where, you know, Harvey Harvey Dent said it best, right? Ooh. <laughs> you know, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Lamar Jackson MVP year, he was the hero. Yep. He was the new guy that everyone loved. Look at Lamar. Look at Lamar. Look at Lamar. And then they were just like, oh, we're done. And now it's like everyone like goes against the Ravens and they go against Lamar. They're like, I don't think he can do it. It's like, oh, well, that makes it more difficult to win MVP because these are the guys selling your narrative. And you got to flip that yeah. narrative again. How many times has he had to flip a narrative in his career? Too many. I'd say that. Yeah. It's probably like five yeah. times. Louisville, yeah. he did it. The NFL draft, he did it. Rookie year, sophomore year, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's And he's doing it his own way. Yep. It's not and, – and, and it's nothing against Patrick Mahomes or none of the other guys. You know, he's not – he's not the – he's not cookie cutter. He's not yeah. the clean. He's he's not the quote unquote cleanest. No, he likes he likes Kodak Black. Uh, you know he he gonna ride around. Uh, and I ain't gonna say the hood, but yeah, he he probably do hang hang in some areas where probably ain't the best, whatever. But he still stays safe at the end of the day. He don't do. He's not in no. He's not in no. You know things where he's gonna always be brought in the media. He stays private about his family life and his personal life and things of that nature. He just. Goes out there and play the game. You know, he don't he don't give he don't give the media a lot to talk about outside of his game. You know, I mean, what he had one time, one time that he was speeding down the highway outside of that. that well, that remember like he played football oh the beach like and no, jumped no, over. No, what did he no. jump over? Yeah, it was like I think he either jumped over a person or, or something, but yeah, like he was in flip flops and something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what is he doing? Who does he think he is? There he might have been a man. jet ski in the water that he jumped over. It was something really yeah, random. Yeah, yeah, like, how dare he do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just a silent guy and he's, you know, able to do the things that other people can only dream of doing. So overall, 
I think he has a chance. I don't necessarily think he'll win. Someone that I think could win is you know a guy like Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Even if Fields has a worse season than Lamar, it's just going to be you know people see him as a bad quarterback. Bears end up being pretty good. Maybe he could come out on top. Yeah. You know, maybe a guy like uh, Dak Prescott. You know, people love the Cowboys. If the Cowboys come out and they, you know, That's true. they win their division, and then all of a sudden That's it's true. like, okay, we don't want to give it to Micah because he plays defense. So screw it, we're giving it to Dak. Um, and then there's obviously the running backs. Like if McCaffrey puts up a thousand thousand season and the Niners are dominant, but yeah. I don't think it'll be Mahomes. I don't think it'll be Hurts. I don't think it'll be Burrow. I don't think it'll be Herbert. I don't think it'll be Allen because I don't think any of them are going to do anything that's going to shock us. Like we right. know what they're going to do. Like oh, Josh Allen threw for forty eight hundred yards. Okay, then in the last three years, what's different? <laughs> are they are they fifteen and one? Are they 15 and two? No, they're like 13 and four. It's like, okay, so it's the exact same season he's had three years in a row. Mm -hmm. Someone always shocks the world. And that's typically the person that wins it. And if they don't, they just give it to whoever has the best record and is the quarterback of that team. Pretty much. That's why Rodgers won it that second year. But Do do we throw his name in there just because he made the move over to the Jets? Dude, Rogers could win it. It'd be kind of stupid, but yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah. yeah. He could. I'd <laughs> see it. Um moving on. Um, when you're looking at the other side of the football, I think defensive player of the year is on the table. You know, middle linebacker is a very difficult position to win defensive player of the year at. However, when you're on the best defense in the NFL or one of the best defenses in the NFL and you make a difference like Ray Lewis did. Yeah. You know, that's when you can start winning it. And Roquan Smith is looking to become that type of player, but do you think he has any chance of winning or is, is he just not going to have the numbers? I mean, it's so hard to win because, you know, either you get a ton of interceptions at corner or defensive back mm-hmm. in your lockdown or you get a lot of sacks. And sacks are by far the easiest to count. Who is the best pass rusher? The guy with the most sacks. So they give it to TJ Watt and Aaron Donald. And, and you know, a lot of people think Miles Garrett can win it. A lot, you know, Nick Bosa won it last year. Do you think, you know, the Ravens have any chance at Roquan Smith winning defensive player of the year? I feel torn. I want to say yes, and I want to say no for the simple fact that he's he's guaranteed 100-plus tackles. He's going to be where the ball is. The thing is, he's not a turnover type of guy, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, I got to look back at his career, his, his career in, in the full body, and see and look at all his numbers, but he has the great instincts. You know, if, if he needs to get an interception, he, he, can, he can react quickly. We have seen that before. But he just has to have a season where he goes like crazy. I'm talking about Luke Lakeith uh, on some Luke Lakeith League type of energy, even Ray Lewis type of energy. Um, but the thing is, the Ravens are going to be the underdogs. The the, the, the Ravens are going to be – we are the bad news bears every year. We are the bad we, – we are literally the bad news bears of the NFL. They don't like us. 
but they love us when we start winning. And then when we don't win, oh yeah, what about them Baltimore Ravens, we're not worried about those guys no more and all this other stuff. But when we start making moves, it's like, all right, you got to respect us. So it's like we, when we win and when we make things happen on both sides of the ball, it's like, yo, y'all can disrespect, y'all can talk about us as bad as y'all want to. But look at this, look at the scoreboard, look at the stats, and look at look at the players that are making things happen. You got to respect us. So do I feel like he can make it? And be that defensive player of the year? Yes. Do I feel like they will give it to him? I don't feel like they will. Yeah, I, I agree. I just don't think that – like, linebacker's so tough. Yeah. And I think you have to have that dominant – I don't think the Ravens are going to have a historic level defense, right? And, and you have to have – I mean – I don't think the Ravens are going to have the best defense in the NFL. I think they can be very good. I think they could absolutely be top five once Marlon's, home, Marlon's healthy. But for a middle linebacker to win, it's usually, okay, they were the leader of that defense, and they were the best defense in the NFL, clearly. Like That's yeah. how Ray Lewis won it, right? It wasn't like Ray Lewis won it every year because it's so much easier as a pass rusher. for Because you're able to say – I hit quarterback. I'm good. Linebackers, middle linebackers, are the signal callers. They're the ones that are controlling that defense and managing the middle of the field. And the the only real way to like be like, oh, how good were they? Is like, oh, how good was the defense? And you know, then you have to watch the game and be like, okay, was he the main reason why that defense was really good? And with Ray Lewis, the answer was always yes. But with Roquan Smith, you know, we're going to have to see. And I don't think anybody's going to be watching the Ravens defense and be like, this is the best defense in the NFL. And you're going to have to have that for a middle linebacker to win. And, I mean, look at, I think the best middle linebacker in the NFL plays in San Francisco, Fred Warner. I think Roquan second. But Fred Warner lost to his teammate on the best defense in the NFL because, like, even though I think he's more important, they saw the sacks. They saw the sex. I think Niners fans would say Fred Warner is more valuable. The Niners are worse without Fred Warner than they are without Nick Bosa. And instead, they go, they give it to the guy with the sacks. And so for me, I don't think Roquan can win because it's it's a position, it's like a running back winning MVP. It happens. You gotta go it's crazy. Like, yeah, you gotta <laughs> have an unbelievable season and be great. Right, like if a running back, I mean, Derrick Henry rushed for two thousand yards, and the Titans didn't, and he didn't win MVP. Why? Because the Titans were the best offense in the NFL. The last running back to win it was AP when he rushed for two thousand yards, and the Vikings were one of the best teams in the NFL. The Ravens are going to have to have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and he's going to have to lead it, and he would have to make such a statement. A middle linebacker not getting a lot of picks. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. As much as I'd love it to happen, I'm rooting for it. But yeah, best shot is first team All Pro. That's all you can hope for. Um, we'll see what happens. Do you think? Any, I mean, I don't think anybody else can. Like, I don't think Marlon can unless Marlon comes out and puts up like nine forced fumbles. I was about to say I'm about to throw Marcus. Uh, I, I would even throw Marcus uh, Williams in there. Yeah, Marcus could be interesting. 
far as interception, and he can hit. He can force. He can force a fumble here and there too. So um, yeah, I feel like those first three games uh, with Marlon being out really comes down on how he plays. Him and Kyle play. Um, yeah. So I, I and he missed he time could. last year. Remember how yep. good he started the year? Like those Man. first few games. Man, like three picks in the first two. That was a breath of fresh air, honestly. Like, oh damn, we getting turnovers. Let's move it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get to it. Come on now, nah, man. Oh yeah. For real. <laughs> yep. Um, but getting into kind of the final, very final thing, Zay Flowers, Ravens rookie wide receiver, first round pick. Four consecutive wide receivers drafted. He was the third. Yeah. Joshua, this is a tough rookie of the year race. You got three quarterbacks starting week one that are rookies. You've got two running backs drafted in the first round, both to teams with good offensive line and good running games. And then you have four first round wide receivers. Is they coming out of this season with rookie of the year? Jordan Addison's not going to see the ball a lot due to Kirk Cousins still throwing it to Justin Jefferson. So we can take him out. Um, B. John Robinson, I feel like he's going to be the vocal point of that Atlanta Falcons offense. What's the other running back that got drafted? Uh, Gibbs. Oh, to Detroit. To Detroit. Ah, I think he's a close number two. I feel like they're going to work him like a dog out there in uh, Detroit, even though they do have a strong wide receiver core, but Jared is Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff and Dak Prescott are one and one. They literally need a good running game to uh, get them going. So um, possibly he could be a strong number two. Um, CJ Stroud, you can take uh, CJ already out because uh, week one we already going to shut that <laughs> down. Um, no disrespect to you, Bryce. Bryce could arguably win for the simple fact that he is the stature of Drew Brees at five nine. And he has to go crazy. Um, I know everybody talked about him not seeing off over the offensive line. I mean, that's been that's been the case since his modern modern day days in California. And he's been he's got he's gotten to this level. So you can't even use it as an excuse anymore. Um as far as my other wide receivers, as much as I love my other guys, you know, things of that nature. The way that we're about to use Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers is about to be taking damn near close to as many snaps as Travis Hunter um, on the offensive side of the ball. I'm, I'm just going. I'm going to be real about it. Um, <laughs> we're going to be working. We're going to be working Zay and Zay going. Zay going to make this thing look so effort, effortlessly. He, I feel like he's going to have a. Gosh, I don't like this guy, but I got to say it. I think he's going to have a, a uh, Antonio Brown, Tyreek uh, uh, Hill type of year. I, he's going to be the focal point. I know we talked about X factors earlier, and we said it. All three of those wide receivers can be an X factor. I feel like if Zay has a great year, he's really that chess. He's that chess piece that can that can be our checkmate guy. So I think I think he does. I think he does uh, win Officer Rookie of the Year, especially if we make it to the uh, especially if we make it to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. No, I mean, I think when it comes down to players, right, I, th- I think you nailed it. I don't think Addison's winning. You know, he's not going to be the focal point. I don't think Quentin Johnson's winning. I think Hell so. no. 
<laughs> like, uh, I don't think no. the quarterback's going to win because I don't think any are in a good enough situation. I think it comes down to – I think if I was to order them, I'd go Bijan, Gibbs, Zay, yeah. JSN. Like, I think those are the four guys, really, yeah. when you're looking at it. Maybe Anthony Richardson if he puts up, like, a 1,000 yards rushing. But the Colts are going to be so bad where it's They're like not- – they they don't even have JT. JT is on IR, so no. Yeah. Like they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be like three and fourteen, and you're like you're not giving it to the quarterback of the three and fourteen team when you know potentially Gibbs goes to the playoffs as the lead back, putting up you know fifty receptions and a thousand yards, or Zay Flowers if he steps up. I mean, like the way that we've seen him, I mean, he's like unreal, right? Yeah. Like, it was watching the Ravens when he was on the f- field was like, what is going on? We've never, never had a player on offense, not just a wide receiver on offense that I have seen make that much of an impact. Not Mark Andrews, not Jamal Lewis, not Ray Rice, not Tory Smith, not Antoine Bolden. The way that he made the defenses change. I'm not saying he's better than any of those guys. But from what we've seen, the way that defenses have to play the Ravens and how much more dynamic they are with them, right? You take Jamal Lewis off those Ravens teams. Yes, they're worse, but they still have a running back and they can still run the football. You take Mark Andrews off the Ravens, right? Right now. You still have Isaiah Likely. He's still a tight end that can get open, catch, and block. You take Zay Flowers off the team and you go, oh, we no longer have a dynamic player after the catch that is able to get his own separation. Like we just don't have that guy. Um, and he's, you know, I mean, he could very well go down as, I mean, this isn't even a hot take. He could very well be the best Ravens wide receiver ever after five seasons. <laughs> that's not like, that's not even that hot of a take. Like the Ravens haven't had a good wide receiver for five seasons and he can that's come real. in and he can put up 800 yards and, and six touchdowns. And not just in like a, you know, oh, we only put a van, but 800 yards is in teams are doubling him. Teams are going, okay, we can't let him beat us. Because I think the same thing happened when we drafted Bateman. And the hope was it's not about him having a, you know, 1500 yard year. It's about him having an impactful year. Zay Flowers is probably going to have the most impactful year on his team's success out of all the rookie players. You know what, McConnell? Let's take let's 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 take it one better. And you know, people don't talk about it, but you brought it you brought it up in uh, previous sh- previous uh, episodes where you know you like a wide receiver that can uh, get those um, pass interference calls. I mm-hmm. think he's going to be that guy. <laughs> we we've heard we've heard about him in practice. We've seen it um, live in preseason. These guys can't stick with this man. And that's why, and that's why I'm giving him, you know, that Tyreek Hill, that Antonio Brown type of esque. Uh, um, that's why I'm putting him in that category. I feel like he can do that. You know, we've seen Tyreek Hill with the deuces and through run pass. We didn't see Antonio Brown, you know, kick people in the face and still make a touchdown. Um, <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want Zay to do that. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, don't know. but um, we are just asking for Zay to be that that guy, that drill, that dog. You know, do what he did at Boston College. Be that joystick that he that we all know he can be, man. And the way he breaks down the game and analyze the game, like I don't know if you, you know, saw his wired up um, clip. You know, hearing him talk about 
how, you know, he breaks down, you know, opposing teams' uh, corners. And in practice, he has, you know, his teammates on the defensive side play them how corners would play him in the regular game. And that's how he works um, and gets better. I'm like, dang, you don't hear that. You don't hear that from Jimmy wide receivers. I know we talk about – I know we hear about Chad, you know, saving money by sleeping in the stadium and um, and other people talking about, you know, practice and, you know, and other and things of that nature. But to hear a wide receiver say, hey, I'm going to break this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down the film like this, and I'm going to have my guys work with me on this, and I'm going to get right like this. And then when it comes Sunday, I'm going to do this. I'm like, well, hold on now, young man. You're, you're wise beyond your years. And – I guess you have to do that when you are, you know, the oldest out of 14, 14 siblings. So um, I definitely feel like he's ready for it. He ain't, he ain't scared yeah. of it. I'd agree with that. But, you know, everyone, season's, season's happening, guys. This week, let us know in the comment section down below. Make sure to subscribe for Dylan Raymond's content. If you're watching this on, you know, Spotify, if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Make sure to follow, make sure to subscribe, make sure to like. Whatever it is your platform allows you to do, it does help out the channel, it does help us out. So thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see all of you again next time.